This is a download from the Wireless Theatre Company. The Spring Hill Saga begins. The Strange Case of Spring Hill Jack. Episode 1, The Ghost of Clapham Common. Written by Robert Valentine and Gareth Parker. What's your game? I've got to get inside. No, Charles. Let me through. That's my home. Not anymore. My family is still there. I'm sorry. Let me through. We've already saved everyone we can. What about Lucy? Was one of them a Lucy Smith? With a boy called Jonah? Lucy and Jonah Smith? Look, I've got no idea. Look around you. It's bedlam. Let me on the third floor. I can't even get to the first. I've got to get in there. But forget it. Half the building's already collapsed. It's so hot, the cobbles are exploding under our feet. Let go of me. They're dead. You go in there, you'll join them. Step aside. Your family's gone. Now! Come back! Lucy! Jonah! Jonah! Lucy! Jonah! Dad! Jonah! I'm coming! Keep shouting, son! I'm here! Dad, please! I'm here! (laughs) Jonah! Give me a hand! Lucy, that's it! Come on! I got you! Lucy! Dad, my arm. Lucy! Jonah, where's your mother? Back there. Jonah, look at me. Look at me. I'll find your mother. I promise. But first, I'm going to get you out of here. I need you to hold on as tight as you can to my hand. Run! Keep hold of my hand. Don't let go. Don't move. This is my son. Look after him. I'll be back. Oh, you can't go in again. Jonah, stay here. I'm going to find your mother. Don't go, Dad. The building's going to collapse at any moment. Lucy! Lucy! Where are you? Dad! Come over here, son. Come on. Come and sit over here. Let's have a look at you. What's your name again? Jonah. 
Dad'll be fine. Sonny be back soon, don't you worry. Look! What? The devil! You what? It's the devil on the roof. Now let's get you somewhere safe. Look, up there, on his side, it's the devil on the roof. No. Oh, no! No! Constable Smith? Constable Smith? Jonah, are you in there? Jonah! Joe! Oi, wake up, boy! What? Mrs. Bairstow, is that you? No, Ducky, it's Princess Victoria. Of course it's me. Are you decent? Shh, wait a moment. Mrs. Bairstow? You haven't got anything I haven't seen before, Sonny. Now get up, sharpish. What are you talking about? It's an emergency, isn't it? A young girl's been attacked, my lad, in Clapham Churchyard. Oh, message for you. Girl attacked, Clapham Churchyard, come at once, hooks. Well? Who delivered this? Timmy Finch. Ran as fast as his little legs could carry him. What else did he say? He said, get your blooming boots on. Morning, Constable Hooks. Oh, cheer up, Joe. It could be raining. You're up early. Well, we can't all be tucked up in bed on a Sunday morning. Neither am I now. Good. I needed you here. You and your eagle eye. What's happened? It's a strange one. Well, you'll see. Got quite a few gawkers already and we'll only get more. Want to come and take a butcher's? The girl. She's still here. Over there with her mother. Farmers, by the looks of them. Has she been interfered with? A few scratches. Come on, you might spot something I missed. I doubt it, Toby. So do I, but take a look anyway. Who is she? Barmaid. Lives local, didn't come home last night. I found her sitting bolt upright against a gravestone, white as a sheet. What's her name? Uh, Polly. Polly Adams. Hello, miss. I'm Constable Smith. Call me Joe if you like. Polly. Did you see who it was, Polly? I saw him. Who? I was walking home with Lisa and Nance. I wanted to take a shortcut through the churchyard. They warned me not to. Not after all the stories, but I didn't believe him. They ran away and left me. I saw him. He reached out to grab me. Who, Polly? Who was he? His hands were cold, clammy, like a corpse. I screamed and he jumped clean over the wall. Who was it, Polly? It was the devil! Jack! She's seen old Jack! <laughs> Who's old Jack, Polly? It's going to be a long day, Toby. All right. Good morning, gentlemen. Lovely day, don't you think? Indeed it is, Captain McPugh. I do like Sunday. Aye. Are you Chuff or D'Urberville? I am Mr Chuff, and this is my associate, Mr D'Urberville. Hmm. Man, a few words? I hope the journey wasn't too unpleasant for you. Only took us a day from London. I can't stand the land myself. All I ever wanted is to be at sea, in the waters. Give me a tall ship and a star. You have something for us. Indeed, that I do. Well? You're missing gentlemen. Charles Tolliver Fitzrandolph. Described as a well-spoken cove with piercing blue eyes and red hair. Do we take it Mr Fitzrandolph has returned? Five guineas. The agreed payment was two. That's my price. You're not our only spy in this, Paul. 
I'm sure others have seen him. I have not seen hide nor air, red nor otherwise, of Mr. Fitzrandolph. I'm afraid, Captain, I am as confused as my associate here. All right, two guineas. We're listening. Your missing feller has not returned. So what are we paying you for? Three days ago, a woman arrived here at the dock. And? She was a redhead, piercing blue eyes and well-spoken, calling herself Charlotte Fitzrandolph. <laughs> Go on. She came ashore Friday on the Dante, a clipper out of Amsterdam. One of the hands was a friend of mine who dealt with her luggage, just a case and a small leather purse with her. She used this shipping agent after disembarking. It's not far from here, just past the White Cliffs Tavern. Oh, very good, Captain, sir. Well, you have been most helpful indeed. My money? An excellent point. Ah. Your bonus. Oi, it's a shame. It's almost heartbreaking to think this will be my final payoff. I regret to inform you that your payoff is a little more final than you thought. Let me go, you dirty dog! Let me go now! Now, why waste two guineas when you've got one go rot? I hope Neptune curses you, both you and... Well done, Mr Daredevil. Very fitting. After all, he did want to be at sea. Let's find out where this misfit found off when. All right, all right, haven't you lot got homes to go to? Clear off. Come on, up it. Bunch of ghouls. What's wrong? Was it me, or did none of them look surprised when she... when she said what she said? I did notice. And they've trampled the ground over, so that's no use. Anything else? The wall. It's ten feet high. No one could jump that. I mean, you'd have to be a human grasshopper. And why jump it, even if you could? Why not use the gate? I'd say she was making it up, but... But she was terrified. Yeah, I noticed. When she... When she told me she'd seen the devil. You didn't look surprised, either. I mean, why send Timmy Finch two and a half miles to turf me out of bed when the station and all the peelage you could possibly need are just around the corner? You're the best there is, Joe. There's nothing here I could pick up on that you haven't already. Come on, Joe. Is it because of that old dream of mine? The one where I see the devil jumping out of the fire? I told you that in confidence. And it was in confidence. Look, it's just that this isn't the first time this thing's been seen, all right? I'm not saying I believe it, but Polly Adams does. And she ain't the only one. You saw their faces. The devil doesn't walk the streets of London. And he never has. And you better take a look at this. This is where I found Polly. I moved her over there to make sure none of the crowd would see it. There. What do you think? It's the only one I could find. The ground's mostly long grass, but from here to the wall, it's dug earth. It can't be real. As footprints go, what size boot would you call that? Giant sized. If you could call it a boot, it must be three inches deep. You know, Maybe it was a smaller print that got enlarged in the rain. If it didn't rain last night. Then I'd say the circus was in town. Yeah. I'll let you tell the gov we're looking for an acrobat, a clown, and the world's heaviest strongman rolled into one. So what do we do? Who else says they've seen this thing? Ah, <sighs> coming. Coming! 
What could be so urgent? What? What's the meaning of this? Shut it. Mr. Derbyville, time out, please. Make him comfortable. Oh, please! God, someone help! I believe I told you to be quiet, did I not? <laughs> yes, better. Much, much better. Don't you agree, Mr. Derbyville? <laughs> what? Good, good. I prefer it when we speak at a reasonable level. Much politer, don't you think? <laughs> if you want money... Money? It's in the drawer. Over there. Please, just, just let me go. Mr. Derbyville, would you please have a look? <sighs> it's got a false back. You'll find it behind the false back of the drawer. Please, just please. <sighs> well, I must say, it's been a pleasure doing business with you. Please go. You'll have the money. There's nothing else. Except we're not here for your money. <laughs> what? But... However, I must say we are humbled by your generous spirit, but our business refers to your records. My records? The Dante, which arrived here two days ago, the passenger list and their forwarding addresses. The Dante? <laughs> My associate here is getting quite impatient, especially as I did ask you nicely. The records are the passenger list now. <laughs> You're getting carried away, Mr. Derbyville. Over there. Over there. On the shelf, by the window. The brown book. There at the end. Have a look. Well? <laughs> you had the last one, didn't you, Mr. Derbyville? Oh, God. Oh, Lord, no. Please. Please. Please, no, no. In, in the name of... <laughs> We're in a bit of a hurry, so we have to cut and run now. I hope you can see our point. Good work, Mr. Derbyville. I'll even look like a robbery. Right, my dear friend, where are we heading? Rob Mother Black Cap in London. <laughs> We're going home then. I know just who to say. This looks like the place. Number 31, the Woodside. Home of Mr. Sidney Peewit, solicitor. Unless I didn't give a false address. Forgive my reticence, gentlemen. I'm not usually in the habit of consorting with the police in my own home. We quite understand, sir. Please understand also that I'm a very busy man. And if I can assist you in any way, I would prefer it were done quickly. Very well, sir. Two weeks ago, whilst returning home late from work, you reported a strange phantasm near Clapham Churchyard. Oh. We have one or two things we'd like to ask you about the night in question. Constable, I do confess that I may have been, uh, shall we say, uh, a little the worse for wear when I made that report. In the cold light of day, I regret doing so. Would you like to retract your statement, sir? It's just that a young lady was attacked in the small hours of yesterday morning by a man answering to the same description. Oh, dear God. Would either of you care for a sherry? Oh, thank you, sir. Not when we're on duty, sir. Most admirable. I hope you don't mind if I do. At first I put down what I saw. Well, the ale served at the Morgan Arms is rather potent. Your statement says you were returning home late from work. 
via a brief detour to the Morgan Arms public house. How is the girl? As well as can be expected, sir. Of course. Well, now, returning from work... Via the Morgan Arms. I made my way past the churchyard when I heard movement in the trees. I turned, and out of the night it, it came. Oh, my. How could I possibly describe what approached me? A uh, strange phantasm, sir. The very word. The very word. It leapt over the cemetery railings and blocked my escape. Eyes like hot coals. A devilish countenance. Seven feet tall if it was an inch. And enough to chill the blood of any man. I can imagine. Ah, uh -huh. but when roused, sir, I am a lion. <clears throat> I brandished my walking stick at the foul fiend, and it sprang over the church wall and vanished onto the common. You writing all this down, Constable? I am indeed, Constable. Would either of you two gentlemen care for another sherry? Two confirmed sightings, and both times he's fled to the common. Right. If we go there tonight, we've got a good chance of catching him. Right, if we... You what? Tonight, the common. Run it by the gov, and if he doesn't think you're stark staring mad, then I suppose I'll have no choice but to go with you, will I? Smith! Hooks! All right, then. I will. Sir! Am I keeping you lads from anything? No, sir. I'm well, pleased to hear it. Now, what's all this I hear about you two sending the duty officer on a wild goose chase for plaster of bleeding Paris? And what are you doing browbeating innocent civilians when you should be locking up villains? Uh, as to the second point, Gov, the gent was very happy to help. And as to the first point, well, we wanted to make a cast of a footprint we found in Clapham Common. Whose idea? His idea, but I found it. That's enough. Op it. Yes, yes Gov. Gov. Not you, Smith. Mind trouble, Gov. Not yet. God help you. You just volunteered yourself, that's all. Sir? I hope you've scrubbed behind your ears, my lad. You and I have an appointment. Ah, please do come in, gentlemen. Lord Wayland, this is uh, Constable Smith, the young officer I was telling you about. Ah, yes. You're scratch row born and bred, are you not? Yes, sir. Oh, there's no need to stand on ceremony, gentlemen. Please sit down. Now, I realise how irregular this must seem, Constable Smith. To clarify matters, my family has long had interest in the scratch row area, and I feel a certain personal responsibility for its well-being. Therefore, when a young woman is attacked and the attacker is supposedly diabolical in nature, um... How can I help, sir? How can I help, uh, dear Lord? Sir, so we'll do nicely. Well, put simply, I'm concerned by the fantastic rumours running through the district and I'd like someone reliable, someone of the people, to pour oil on the water. You know what people are when they've had a fright, Lord Wayland? Yes, I do indeed. We live in dangerous times, gentlemen. Reform bills that threaten our very way of life are passed like gallstones through Parliament's bladder. Civil war looms, and now, so I am told, the devil walks in Clapham. <laughs> and from what I can gather, the locals believe the guilty party to be a ghost or goblin called Springheel Jack which is said to haunt many of the villages near London. Unchecked, the panic could help foment civil unrest. The stories will stop when the culprit's apprehended, sir. You believe so, Constable? 
I do. Excellent. You chose well, Chief Constable. We need a man who won't be swayed by superstition. Chosen for what exactly? That's enough, Smith. I want the police force to prove its mettle by preventing a potential uprising, which is why I would like you to abandon your regular duties and make it your one aim to capture the person or persons responsible. I don't know if that's... As a member of the Watch Committee, I can give you all the resources you need. Do you require any additional manpower, Constable Smith? Smith? Only Constable Hooks. He's more than keen. That's settled, then. The apprehension of the mysterious spring Jack is entirely in your hands. Cheers. So what do you need, Harry? Our business concerns finding a missing member of a friend's family, shall we say. Red hair, blue eyes, expensive clothes. Say no more. Arrived in London two days ago. She was staying here. Was. Who's she now, Fred? You've no idea. Oh, by God's blood. Ooh, hold up, hold up. I'll wager I know where you can find her. Where? She's been hiring cabs for the parts two nights, taking back and forth round Clapham Common. Lads have been telling me she's a right good tipper. Clapham, let's go. Hang on, Harry. You do know why she has to tip so well, right? No. Where have you two been? The talk. They say the devil walks abroad. Charlie Krause wears blind, even though he's heard ghostly singing coming out of the ground. <sighs> How much does she pay the other cabbies? A guinea. We'll give you two. Tell me why I agreed to do this. You agreed to this, Constable Hooks, because you're a fine, upstanding officer of the law. Oh, I know that. But why come during the witching hour with a full moon in the sky? If a coven don't get us, the werewolves will. Stop frightening yourself. Here, you're the one who's shivering. It's the mist. Oh, whatever you say, Constable Smith. What was that? I've got an idea. Let's come back in the morning. He attacks his victims at night. That's my point. Oh, no. Let's split up. Why? We can cover more ground that way. You follow the path down Cutthroat Lane, I'll take the woods. Why don't you take Cutthroat Lane and I'll take the woods? All right. Right. Good. Good. If you get into trouble, blow your whistle. Any sign, Mr. Derbyville? <clears throat> This mist isn't helping. Is it just me, or is it getting thicker? Let's grab the girl, get our finders free, and move on to pastures new. What's this? Advance, Mr. Derbyville. Luminic. That's the last time I'll take this bleeding shortcut. My dress is ruined. Who's there? Evening, sweetheart. What's your name? Sorry, love. I'm not working tonight. <laughs> Get off me! Get off me, you blackguards! Hold still, puppets! I'm telling you, get your bloody hands off me! Let me go! We'll do this the hard way, then. Hello? Hooks! Hooks! This way! Hush, my darling. We just need to look under your bonnet. Please! Blonde. Blonde? Police! Just what we need. I order you to let her go. With pleasure. 
On our own, are we? You're under arrest. Both of you. Try it, Peeler! Oh, God. Who's there? Who's there? Anyone? Please, help me! Who's there? Please, help me! Who's there? Who's there? Hello? Hello? Who's there? Miss? Miss? Joe! Joe! Just pick a direction, Oxy. I'm coming! Drop your knife. I don't think so. Drop it. Now. You're under arrest. And you're on your own. No, I'm not. My friend, can you see anyone else here with the constable? <sighs> In that case, then, Mr Durbeville, if you would, please. <clears throat> you can hit him all you like, but he'll just keep coming. <clears throat> and I'm afraid I need to introduce you to my knife now. <clears throat> what? My turn. Sorry? Hang on, you had, then I had the, the... Oh, very well, Mr. Derbyville. Garrotting it is. He's all yours. Try not to struggle, Peeler. It's just like going to sleep. Oh, you've said your prayers before bedtime. <laughs> You have been listening to episode one of The Strange Case of Springheel Jack, written by Gareth Parker and Robert Valentine. The Strange Case of Springheel Jack starred Charlie Adams as young Jonah, Andrew McBain as the fireman, Christopher Finney as Jonah Smith, Matthew Jure as Toby Hooks, Lizzie Goodall as Mrs. Bairstow, Caitlin Burley as Polly Adams, Jack Bowman as Chuff, Ben Whitehead as Durberville, Simon Cruz Walters as Mr. Pewitt, Colin Holt as the Chief Constable, Jonathan Hansler as Fred, Kerry Gifford as Mary Stevens, and Julian Glover as Lord Wayland. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Music was composed and performed by Francesco Quadraropolo. Casting was by Leonie Kibbe and Andrew Swan. Sound design by Andrew Swan. It was produced by Marielle Runacre Temple, Robert Valentine, and Gareth Parker. Recording took place at Borough Studios and was engineered by Carlos Ziccarelli. It was directed by Robert Valentine. Next time. He was a giant bleeding monster, wasn't he? Not hard to spot. What next? This is possible. That's not what this looks like. What about the girl? He's breaking through the thing! It's him! It's Neil Jack! Get away from me, you brute! From now on, watch each other's backs. They say he breathes fire. I'm going to run the blighter down myself. The Duke Wellington's leading a hunting party to catch that springy old Jack. <laughs> Delicious. The Strange Case of Springhill Jack, Episode 2, The Crypt of Evil. <laughs> <laughs>